welcoming Dana Lynn Bailey. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> What's up? Should I be nervous? I don't even know what no. we're talking about. Oh, yeah, right? I didn't tell you what we were going to talk about at all. Yeah. I don't know. I thought we, I would surprise you. I don't like surprises you like that. No? You're putting me on the spot. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Um, I want to reminisce. Okay. I want to reminisce. Because I think a lot of the questions we get, I think one of the biggest questions I get, right, is like, how do I start a gym? Ooh. Yeah, right? Yes. And I think we have a lot of experience with like different people that have started gyms. Yes. And then how we went about sort of financially getting to a place in time where we could start a gym. So which gym would you like to start with? We got to start at the beginning, Ma. So the warehouse. No. In the warehouse. No. Oh, uh, no, wait. The first warehouse What was gym. the first? See, and I remembered this, and that's why I didn't want to tell you, because I didn't want you to have too much time to think. We have so many. All right, so, but where was the first? The first, like, of our gyms? Yeah. Uh, the first warehouse in the ghetto? No. Before that? There was one before that. Our garage? Ah, uh, Carsonia. Carsonia. We, we didn't have that much. You know, <laughs> yeah, but it was it still was like something. A, a couple dumbbells. You don't remember train with Drew out there? And the punching bag? I remember the punching bag. Hey, and the jump rope? I remember jump rope. There we go. And like three dumbbells. Yeah. That was our first but, gym, though. Okay, then. Okay, then. You got to start at the beginning. That's like, uh, what's it called in the Bible? Genesis? No. Yeah. Isn't that the first thing in the Bible? Genesis? I yeah. I don't talk It's religion. like when uh, Adam and Eve were born or created or whatever. Uh, the apple? No. That was when the <laughs> shit went wrong. <laughs> it was prior to that. Okay. Our poison apple happened later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, this was like this was like uh, on day one when God created uh, the small gym in our garage. Yes, with very very limited equipment. That's all we had. So should we move forward to slightly better? Slightly better part of the gym. So or, I, so I guess we need to start out with like I think. I think a lot of people, and we get approached with the same question. You've heard me answer it before. A lot of people sort of think that, like, in order to start a gym, you need to save up fucking $50,000 to, like, furnish, or you need to finance a bunch of stuff. I mean, and that's I, what I would think if I was first starting out. Yeah, because I've heard so many people say, like, even, like, 20-year-old kids, and they're like, yo, man, like, as soon as I get enough money... Uh, or as soon as I get save up this or X, Y, and Z, or when I'm 30, I'm going to start a gym or I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I think in this reminiscing shit, I sort of want to go over like all the little ghetto things that we did to make it work, to build it up to the point where like, like we really started making money. You yeah. know what I mean? And I feel like, so I feel like, uh, we, we made a bunch of interesting decisions, and I think in covering those, maybe some people can learn stuff. Exactly. But that was our first gym. I just wanted you to remember that. I feel, I honest, I feel like I'm a champion right I'm now a, that we worked back to that. You know my brain doesn't I remember know, I know. That's why I wanted to like slowly walk you back. Okay. So, step one, we got a punching bag, a jump rope, <laughs> and three or no, four No, that's not it. That's not it. But I, So, I think what, if I had to like start out with a lesson, right? And... Oh, the lesson will come later. So from there, we went to, where'd we go next? We went to that abandoned warehouse abandoned. that we were in, like the first Flagner Fail warehouse. Yep. And we um, put 
which was, I think, 4,000 square feet. To me, it was the greatest place in the world. Yeah. And we put a bench in there that we got off of Craigslist. Craigslist. Um, we got the bar and we got weights given to us by a friend of yours. I don't remember. Right? Any part of No, my there was life. a friend. We like went to her house oh, and we picked up. Oh, Michelle Sabatucci. I played soccer with her. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Sabatucci. Yeah. Um, so I remember they gave us that. We got a couple of dumbbells. I think we got like an incline bench. There was no idea where that came from. I think that was Michelle's. That really? She had like a small basement gym and we just took everything that she had and put yeah. it in our so, abandoned warehouse. Yeah. And I think what we learned was if you go into Craigslist and you search like some keywords, right? So if you search like gym equipment, some stuff will come up. Um, one of the key things that I was searching was I would just write in uh, either hammer mm. to find hammer strength or I would put in Olympic mm. to find like an Olympic bar or Olympic weights like that. So I'd search by all different keywords. And a lot of times people ask way more than they, than they should. Oh, yeah. So we were just getting, dude, we were building, like we built out that first gym for like fucking $11. <laughs> yeah. And I think what what we did out of that gym, and that's when I really sort of realized, you know, we came up with the Warehouse name, but that's when I, re when I, I really realized that like, do you remember how many people wanted to come train there with us? Yeah, little did they know there was really no There was equipment. nothing, but <laughs> everyone was like, begging to come train and I sort of did the numbers and I was like yo this could work this could be profitable and that's when I realized that a gym has nothing to do with the equipment right I mean CrossFit's proved that CrossFit yeah. shows up and they don't have the equipment's like a rogue rack some bumper plates and some bars and occasional box and a rower but what is what is CrossFit about and it's about community and it's about culture mm -hmm. right and I think that a lot of people think that, like, if you save up all the money in the world, then you can build out your own, like, uh, L.A. fitness or your own Mecca or whatever. And they miss the fact that it's about culture. And with our $11 gym that we would put together those, like, straight clips of training or whatever, and we would do some of that crazy stuff in there, we were building a culture of even locally people around us who wanted to come train with us. And what I tell people if you want to start a gym, start really, really, really small because gyms are hard, overhead's hard, and you can like lose sight of things and become a mess really quick. And I think that when you don't have much, the culture is what, that's what that's you have what to focus on. In. Yeah. yeah. And that's what'll make people like clean up their weights. And that'll what people like don't ruin the toilets and things like that. Um, I th also, I think of like, if we think back, to some of the coolest gyms we trained at, Richard Hawthorne, who started out oh in just a uh, storage unit. Yeah. And then the first year we went there, it was just one single storage unit, bunch of stuff jammed in there. And then the next year we came back, he had taken over like three storage units. Yeah, so the way, <laughs> the way that he worked, right? It was like a storage unit. It was probably, I, yeah, I don't want to get carried away, but it was maybe 15 feet maybe 15 to 20 wide by like 30 deep, right? So it, it was probably meant to store like a larger boat and a car in. And he started a gym out of there, no AC. And it was just, it was cool, it right? It was dope. And then pretty much he started in the one bay. And then when he got a little bit more, he built up the culture, you know? So you got people showing up, you got people believing in you. And when he, when he built up that, he was able to rent the place next to him. And remember, it was legitimately just Literally like knocked a hole, a hole in the through wall. the cinder block wall, you know? And, and 
you just stepped through this hole and it looked like uh like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like the Kool-Aid man had come through the wall and like opened up a second gym. And he just did that. And he literally just like busted down walls and opened up and just kept adding another like whatever it was, 500 square feet, 500 square feet. And it was, he built a culture. And now if... Now he's a monster gym. Now he has monster gym. Yeah. yeah, now it's like a giant facility. Yeah. And I think that's that's generally what you have to do. So like I've told people this before, right? You want to start a gym? Start out with, by building culture. So start it in your garage even. Like so cuz I mean you're thinking about it, right? A storage a storage unit costs money. Like even the cheapest storage unit that you can lift out of, like I don't once again that has to be a sort of a special little thing, but like even that you're paying what? 100, 200 bucks a month maybe. Mhm. Um, or like a little garage space, maybe you can get one for two hundred dollars a month. But like at your at your home garage, you know, if you can get together five hundred dollars of equipment, right, and put it in your garage, and like somehow to figure out how to get your boys to like come there, and even don't charge them much, charge them like charge them ten dollars or something, and 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 name your gym and and make it seem like it's real. You can probably get five dudes there, right? So like right there, you got five dudes paying ten bucks. That's fifty bucks, you know. So like every two months, like you got a hundred bucks to go on Craigslist, and like you Buy can find something. something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then as you're doing that, if you build up enough culture and you make it cool enough, like you can expand. And that's like the ghettoest of ghetto ways to do it. And I think that's sorta how we did it. Now, granted, we were we had, we were building culture online. You know, that's where we were focusing. So we were focusing on building culture on YouTube, but going from say like our, our first warehouse to our second warehouse coming to our third warehouse, which was the big boy one, right? Yep. Now that had all the space in the world. I remember, remember driving down to, uh, Philadelphia. No, 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 no. Where'd we drive to get the matting? Oh, the matting. We drove to like Maryland or something like that. It and was we like bought a gym the that floor went out of It was strange. There was something weird going on. Like, I feel like the dude stole the mats. It's a possibility. But like, <laughs> I paid the most for the mats. I paid a lot of money for those mats. I paid more money in matting than I paid for all the equipment. Like that matting was like eight grand. Like crazy, right? Yeah. Which, matting is, just so you know, matting is very expensive. Yeah, matting's like $2 <laughs> a square foot. So I paid more in mats than we paid in this stuff. But what we would do is we'd, same thing, we'd go on Craigslist. And the thing is we wanted to build a gym, but we had no idea how to pay for it. So we had built enough culture online that people wanted to come to our gym, but we couldn't have people in there all the time. So what we did is we do like open days. We ended up calling them camps and adding on seminars and stuff like that. But that was all just to pay for the gym. Exactly. So we took all that money that we'd make off camps and we'd buy, buy more new, equipment. New equipment. So every camp, people should like people would come to the camp after camp. It would be month after month and new equipment would just keep showing up and they're like, your gym just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And that was the purpose. But you remember that original haul on equipment? Yeah. In Philadelphia, got, this little... I think we got 15 pieces of equipment. For like 8000 No. It was $4,500. Whoa. I specifically remember that. It was 4500 Because I remember being like... I remember not wanting some of the equipment... But, well, then, then, he but then realizing realizing that yeah. like I should just shut the fuck up and take and it just all. Just take everything. Because it was like, you got to realize there's a lot of these gyms changing hands and a lot of weird stuff, so you just end up with equipment. And that dude bought an MMA gym, and then he just needed more space for MMA, and he had just stupid old equipment. And like, 
a lot of the things with, you know, hardcore bodybuilding or stuff like that is all the old equipment, the old Icarian stuff, the old Nautilus stuff. Best. It's all the good stuff. Best. And like the newer gyms that where it's people are saving up all that money to buy stuff, they want the new equipment. Yeah. So they're getting rid of old stuff. And we even went, remember, on the way back from Adventure Tour or something like that. We stopped. And there was that extra warehouse, and the dude was just unloading oh, just everything. just unloading everything. And we just walked around. We were like, I'll give you 200 bucks for that, 200 bucks for that, 200 bucks for that. I think that's where we that. got that. We got, like, the original butt blaster. Yeah. That was my favorite. We got <laughs> so much good stuff that. from there, right? Yeah. So, but same thing. Able to pay for it. Able to do all of that because we focused on building culture. We did it online. You know, other people do it in-house. And if you have a public gym, that's what you have to do. Exactly. Exactly. See how simple that is? So simple. Just build culture. It's not that simple. No, it's not that simple. <laughs> it's, it's not that not simple. Not simple at all, actually. But you have to know sort of what your gym stands for and your, your target audience. Yeah. Which. And even, what clientele you want to even bring in. And what clientele you. And I think, I think knowing what your gym's all about to start out. Um, and you learn that as you grow small. You know what I mean? Like you realize like if you have, if you have ten, 10 of your bros like in order to keep growing and grow at that small scale and not overextend yourself, like you're going to learn what, what your people want, you know, what your friends want. Like, you know, there's equipment that I don't want at all, but you talk to 10 other people and they all want it. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I think that I've always been a huge fan of like scaling from small and that the other sexy thing about scaling from small is you get to learn so much and you have to be like, you have to be fucking MacGyver. You know what I mean? Like you have to make stuff work. And I think when you have to make stuff work, it's so much different than having a bunch of money going into somewhere and taking things for granted. Yep. Well, we, we built a lot of our own equipment too. Oh, things yeah. that we wanted. Yeah. I mean, that's also not very easy. We just had a working car shop uh, and fabricator. Full-time fabricator. Full-time yeah, most people fabricator. don't have full-time fabricators. Um, I would like that back. <laughs> if we could go back. We made some of the coolest equipment ever. I remember you just like drawing stuff on a napkin and you'd hand it to Joe and be like, can you build this? And, <laughs> and Joe be like, absolutely. Absolutely. I can build that. Grant, and you come put, back. He like, put spider webs all over it. <laughs> <laughs> and skulls. He wanted to make everything, every piece of equipment, Joe wanted to make it a rat rod. <laughs> exactly. It was cool though. No, it was su- super dope. But Still, things would come back and be like, why does this have skulls on it? Like, I love skulls, man. I'd be like, all right. All right. <laughs> Still, my favorite piece was our, uh, our standing shoulder press. With the ability, if you wanted to, to put kegs on top of it. Yes. That was, and that's at the Warhouse Gym in Reading, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Still. That was a dope piece. Yeah. That still is a dope piece. Yeah. Mm. Mm. How to build a gym? Well, start small. Yeah. Get your boys in or gals. Yeah. Boys and gals. Um. Yeah. If you can assemble, if you can <laughs> assemble, assemble five people, you should be able to assemble ten people, and you can really build like a little gang. You know what I mean? And start out with relatively nothing. And it can be like a total side hustle that like only happens at night. You know? And the, and the biggest thing is like every every dollar that we got, we just spent it back on the gym. Yeah. And we still try to do that to this day, even with our public gym. Like whatever a surplus is, if someone like an ER, like people were recommending that we need an ER rack. ER, we have a ton of power lifters. So... We bought an ER rack and taking recommendations here and there and realizing if it's going to be used or not used. 
You're staring at me weird. I know. <laughs> you, you brought up our current public gym. Current public gym. Current which public is gym. Way too big. Which, so, I mean, that's an example of like everything we learned and we sort of, we made mistakes there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, even we can start from like, how did we even get that gym? Like, where did it come from? Well, well, that gym was a low key victory for us because, I mean, going back to the time when we only had the punching bag, um, Dana was working full time as a teacher. I was working at QVC. So we both had like full time jobs. I had an hour commute to work. Ugh. Jesus, remember that? That was horrible. That was, ugh. but um, we like literally had zero money. You know, we were, uh, we were paying for the house. We were paying for like just the kind of money we're like, oh, we don't go out to eat and we don't do things. You know, like the, the fun things we did were like, let's go play basketball in the park or let's drive somewhere. Or like, you know, it was just it was a weird time where we had nothing. And remember when our hot water heater broke? Oh, I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> and thank God. So our hot water heater broke. And for like three months, we showered at the gym. Yeah. So like. Every morning we woke up and we went to the gym. We went to World's Gym and we would train and we would shower. And if we were running late, we yeah. would just go there and shower. Yeah. And then we'd go to work and then we would go right from work back to World's Gym. We would train and we would shower again and then we'd go home. And everything else was cold. And remember if you used to wake up like too late in the morning, you'd have to get a cold shower. Yep. Like a freezing cold shower yep. you know it's crazy like i look back on that now and like literally it was just four hundred dollars yeah we and didn't it, it took well, us we didn't have i mean it was like four <laughs> it, or five hundred dollars three, three months to save up like 400 bucks yep Ugh. so the old days another tip if anything happens and you have a gym membership go yeah. use their shower always have a gym membership <laughs> but going fast forward is when we, we really wanted to build a public gym and I don't even mind talking about the giant mistakes that I made with that public gym, right? So the warehouse gym, dope place. I mean, it's, I still stand behind it being one of the dopest gyms in America, if not the world. But one of the problems was with that and everything we just said, especially like saying it all and then realizing that what, what, what the problems are with the gym. Now we bought an existing gym and we stepped into it and we inherited a bunch of weird stuff, like spin class. And, and we inherited and their kid members. Zone and yoga like, and members and yeah. all these different things. So what we ended up doing was we knew our culture, right? We knew our clientele. We knew our vision. We knew everything. And because we stepped into a gym that apparently had 2,000 members, which it only had 1,000, um, instead of like establishing ourselves with who we are, with everything we've learned, we like tried to compromise and we tried to, we tried to make everybody happy. So like we were keeping equipment that we would have never kept. The neck machine. And we were making decisions that we would have never made. And mm -hmm. we were like, all of a sudden we had. It was no longer our gym. It was no longer our gym. It was. It was like it was the members. Gym. Well, that was the thing. And that's fine. But it was like 80 percent our gym and then 20 percent random people that would never even come to our gym all of a sudden had a say in it. You know, we inherited like old employees like it was very, very messy. Looking back on it now, what we should have done, we should have purchased it and then we should have 
right closed away. It down for a week. Closed it. <laughs> yeah, closed Even it. closed it for one month. Taking our time, got ready, and then had everyone re-sign up. Because I know when you think, when, I mean, just saying like we inherited members, most people would think like, well, great, you already have members. And yeah, that's, well, that's what I thought. Yeah, I was like, oh, we're already starting out with a thousand members, but it was like a thousand members that didn't, they wanted a different gym than we were building Yeah, when we should have just came in. And I think I do that with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Like as much as I'm sort of like brash and I do what I want, I'm Rob Bailey, like, like all that shit. I do have like a weird... Soft, soft spot yeah, in really, my heart where like big soft spot i don't i always bend for people and i always like i'll feel bad and i'm like oh man like i feel bad for this person and blah 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 and i do all this shit and then like two months later they fuck me over anyway yeah and i'm like wow like i'm really glad that like i spent a month worrying about it and then i wasted two more months like trying to make it work and 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 sort of uh uh you know I guess changing who I am to try to make it work for someone else just because I feel bad and then realizing that like all along and they didn't give a fuck about me anyway. And they, they left anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Frustrating. But that's what we did. But anyway, I do that. I do that a lot. I'm trying to do that less and less. But we did that for like four months, I think, during the transition. And then when the transition was done, we were like, we were already sort of spun around a little bit and not not on the right track. Luckily, we did have sort of the right crew in there. Mm-hmm. Like you remember, uh, you remember Vegan Dave? Vegan Dave. Oh, wait, half Vegan Dave. What was his name? Half Natty, half Vegan Dave. Vegan Dave. Vegan mm-hmm. Dave. We had uh, who was in charge of the metal station? Who was the other dude? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, the tall guy. Fuck. Oh my goodness. Oh, there was Phil. Phil. Big Phil. There was um. What was the dude with the beard and the shaved head? Oh, my goodness. Shit. He was, like, manager at one point. Yeah, his name was, like, it started with an A. It was Alejandro. A Alejandro. 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 Damn it, that's such a good name. I can't believe it was on the top oh my of my head. goodness. But, no, we had, like, the right crew of people. Who, like, tr- like it became yeah. a squad. Like, yeah, we would all we train had, together. and like, We had squad. You would show up. That place was just out of control. Sunday, Sundays at Sundays 6. Sundays at 6. It was just turned packed. Turned out. Like, yeah. To be like the coolest so, event. Well, I mean, what happened was we like we came in, we made huge mistakes right off the bat, right? Which, once again, if we would have done it our way, and and uh, with unwavering conviction, we would have never had those issues. Mm-hmm. You know, we would have had all new issues. Let's not pretend like we wouldn't have issues because there's always issues. But it would have been more of our project. But we we sort of screwed up that initial four months. Then we took control again. And we like we were like no like this is what's done, but once again we fell into the same thing that I always fall into, which is I'm not good at managing people. No, not at all. No, <laughs> I'm very good at like, hey man, this is your job, do it. And then like I come back two weeks later, I'm like, why haven't you done anything? And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I told you your job. They're like, oh, I don't really understand. So you just sat here for two weeks because you didn't understand? And I think that's what the average person does. And I was never able to find that person. Mm-hmm. You know, I was na- or, or however I work with somebody, I don't translate that well. Like, I'm not good at... They're also... I feel like people are scared of you. No one's scared of me. I... Yeah, maybe. Yeah, but like, if you're, if you're scared of someone, wouldn't you, like, do your job? I don't know. I mean, I would. Yeah. I don't know. 
So you know what it is? It's fear without repercussions. Yes. Yeah, that's what you need to do. Like, you need to instill fear, and then if you come back and they didn't do it, you got to cut a pinky off. Ooh. Then you do your fucking job. Yeah. I didn't I cut would. pinkies off because I'm like low key a pussy. No. Well, I don't think you're really. Don't allowed. cut off pinkies. Don't cut. All right. I, I would recommend not. I should have cut off more pinkies in hindsight. <laughs> but no, I, I'm just not good at that. And I think that one of our big issues is we were able to maintain it just because of who we were. You mm -hmm. know, I think that having Drew show up, I'm talking as if it's gone, but uh, showing up with Drew every day. And I think that the couple of us going over and like constantly sort of all acting as managers, it worked really well. Yeah. Um, and then when we went away, it slowly like it became. It, it's harder and harder to manage, you know. We got Aaron Murphy managing right now, my Aaron man. Aaron Murphy. Aaron Murphy. The, the Murphs. My man. So we went back to an old friend and put him back in charge as manager. But, yeah, it's been, like, full disclosure, it's been a struggle. And I think it's because, like, we stepped into a building that we shouldn't have stepped into, right? Like, looking back on it, like, I would not have stepped into that building. Yeah, I, I I think the, the space is great, but it's way too big. For Wait, well, it's way too big, and it has a bunch of stuff we don't need. Yeah. We don't need a spin room. No. We need a posing room, and we don't really have that. And we don't need um, group fitness. No, like, no. We had a group fitness room, which now is powerlifting room, which turns out to be pretty dope. Pretty dope. But I think the problem is we, once again, looking back, is we did all the right steps. And that's all I'm, tr I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to complain about our current gym. I'm sort of going back, and I'm like looking at all of our different moves, and then trying to, I guess give you guys the answers that we have from real life experience, which is like you start small, you learn your culture, you build your culture, you figure out what the identity of your gym is, and then you operate small, right? And then as you grow, you learn with it, just like any company. And then you just, you stick to that. You figure it out and you figure out your identity and stick to it. And what we did is we sort of like, there was a bunch of, <clears throat> there's a bunch of moves we made within our identity that didn't make sense for that gym. Um, and when we come back and we sort of like force fuck our identity back in there and like we show up with like a Mike Rashid or we show up deep squad deep with like all of our friends, like that culture turns right back on. But I don't think we set the foundation when we left to keep that culture there. Yeah. So I don't know. I think one other thing, which do you think a gym that say like we didn't have our store and supplements and uh, shake bar like you think would it survive like a gym j just surviving as yeah, a gym? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's another thing too is like having the storefront, having the supplements, having all that extra room up there and then always staffing it. Yeah, you can totally do it different than that, you know? And I think that like we're sitting in our building right now west, which is 10,000 square feet, legit just full of cars, weird overflow product, and then our private gym that like only you and I train in. Yeah. Which is... And Jake. <laughs> yeah, and Jake, who's <laughs> and sitting Jake. here just politely listening. Um, it Literally, like I, when I stopped you last night? Yeah. And I was like, we have the dopest life ever. Like we have a 10,000 square foot building that's just full of rad shit that we like, Literally and we get to train here by ourselves. <laughs> and like Kai is like chewing on tennis balls and running mm -hmm. and jumping around on like our turf. I never thought I'd even have turf. Like, just amazing. And that's the process of like how we got here. I feel like what just 
how small we started and now it's like no it's definitely it, cool it, i had a moment last night it's a little weird really good moment last yeah. night where it was just like wow but what you what you're saying about like storefront and all that stuff no i'm thinking about opening up this as a public gym you know that right mm -hmm. yeah so we're building another building up the street and we're going to put a gym in our headquarters. So the headquarters is going to be whatever, 30,000 square feet. And we'll have like a little three to 4,000 square foot gym inside there. So I'm going to be left with this building. And like part of it is, should we turn this building into a public gym? And one of the things I appreciated when we were in Denmark uh, with Stellan, they had loaded gym and they had something else. So the way Denmark works, fun fact, is and I might be wrong, but fun fact, I'm going to say it with confidence so you believe me, is I'm not sure if it's Denmark or Sweden. Sweden has I know Sweden's weird a little rules where chaos. like... Chaos. Yeah. Cops so like in, yeah. the cops can come into the gym and if you look like you're on gear, they can like actually just test you right there. Crazy, right? They so can, like, like, stop you, like, on the street. They can, yeah, there's something about they like, can arrest you if you look like you're on steroids. Yeah. It's which like, is what I'm, I'm, I'm saying, gear. Because um, I know there was a couple people, wasn't, like, Tony Freeman locked up over there for a little yeah, bit? Really and he had crazy. to, like, get a, a doctor's note to get the fuck out. Yeah. But the weird thing is, I'm pretty sure you're, like, and once again, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if there's comments below or whatever. But you're, like, guilty until proven innocent yes, as far as that. Yes, it's the opposite. So it's a really weird scene where, so if you sign up to, like, a, not, not that there's LA Fitness over there, but you sign up to a public gym. You they, sign up for random. You sign up and you, along the bottom line, you sign. It's 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 part of it all that, like, they can come in and sort of, like, test you whenever they want. Yep. Um, which, you know, we have nothing to worry about there. But there's are people over there that want to partake in uh, gear. So what they have is they have smaller private gyms. This is what I was told. And it's like if you're <clears throat> under 100 members Yes, or there's some loophole where there's yeah. under 100 members. So what they ended up doing is they – and this is, once again, I don't care about the gear side. I was more looking at the business model side. So what they did is they built these really small gyms, and then they would only accept 100 members. And, like, we had at, – at the time, we had the under 100 collection. And I thought to myself, I was like, yeah, that's so cool. Like, it's like you're part of, like, a super secret club and – of course, if there's only 100 members, you're going to pay more, right? Yeah. Because, like, you can't get in there. And I remember them saying, like, there was, like, a waiting list for people to get yeah. in. And then if they didn't like you and you were being an asshole, they, they would kick, kick you, you out, out yeah. and they'd approve somebody else. There's other people that do that. I think I think G Standard, uh, Gabe Moen does that. Yes, I think yeah, he has, like, a small yeah. public, a private gym that, like, it's, like, a rigorous process to get approved to. So I've always had that in the back of my head, too. Because there's dope gyms out there like Barbell Brigade where they charge a premium, it's a smaller gym, but they get everyone in their right culture, right mindset. And I think that like this gym, um, the way my investments work is if I have a $400,000 investment, I need, not need, but like my goal is to make $5,000 a month off that $400,000 investment. So like... It's sort of the same thing for Airbnbs, right? So if I buy a $400,000 house for Airbnbs, I want to make $5,000 a month. So I won't go out and buy a $4,000 Airbnb or $400,000 house and then I won't long-term rental it for $1,200 a month or yeah. 16 because it just doesn't make sense to me. Because I know that 
I can get that. So I think with this building, which this building was four hundred and twenty thousand dollars, I look at I look at all the equipment is like gone. Like I don't consider that as real equipment. Plus we have other equipment floating around. So I think for like another ten grand, we could get a shitload of equipment. So that put us at four thirty. So the way I'm looking at this place is, and this might be too many numbers, but it's in my head very clear. Jake, if I'm not making sense, let me know. But pretty much like if I can take this place, add insurance, electric and heat, and I can make $5,000 from this building, it makes sense to open. Because the warehouses around here are appreciating. And it gives me an, you know another revenue source, which it will perform better than the stock market, anything's like that. And it does give us another location to train. Plus, it makes us a little more staple in the valley. So I'm like reverse engineering the process of this place being a gym and thinking to myself, okay, what's the least amount of members I can have here to just make $5,000? And I don't, I don't know I don't that know. number what, yet. Uh, what's the math on that? Um, it wasn't much. So like, no, no, no. We, so I would go oh, more no. $50, $50 a month. Exclusive. So, so if the we, price is up a little bit. Yeah. If we did $50 a month or $55 a month, that would put us at, so $55 a month would put us a hundred members, cap it at a hundred, a hundred members. And it would put us at 5,500, 500 would go off the top for, you know, nonsense and I'd make five grand, right? And you established a culture where, you know, we don't really have locker rooms. We only have a couple bathrooms. We only have a bathroom and a shower. Like we keep it very simple, but right off the bat, you establish that culture and then you hit your, you hit your numbers, just like I would hit the numbers on Airbnb. So I'm still not totally sold on that though, about this being a private gym. Gotcha. It wouldn't be, I wouldn't mind it because I, Usually, once we get the other place, yeah, like it'd be we're cool still to, training by it'd be ourselves. Cool to come here. It'd be cool to like come and actually train around people. Yeah, because it is. And the dope nice thing is, if you do set up the right approval process to only approve a hundred members, would be dope. Yeah. Now that's not how normal gyms work. Normal gyms, you want as many members as possible. Yeah. But this this building is a specifically unique situation. Well, and it's not like on a given day you're not gonna. Not all 100 people are going to be training. No, and that was the thing in Denmark. Is, Every time we trained there, how many we people were, were in the gym? Literally, there was like three people. There was never more than 10 ever. Yeah. Like, and I think that, like, you think about uh, the Warhouse gym, like, I think we have 1,100 members, right? So out of 1,100, when you go there in the whole building, how many think you members are there? 40 to 50. That's busy. That's at, like, the busiest that's time. Peak. That's, like, at 6 p.m., and that's, like, 40 to 50. So what is that, 5%? So at the busiest time, there's 5% of the members there. Yeah. So like you think you think to at the busiest time for 100 members, if even if it was like double that, if it was 10 people here, like, which would be 10%, you still only got 10 people in the building. Yeah. Like that's dope. And it's still a big gym. Yeah, and that's a really like, cool experience. <laughs> and I think that's something more with the Airbnbs and stuff like that is I love the experience of like creating a, a business with an experience and they're not huge businesses, you know, like I know some people are probably gonna be like, Oh my God, $400,000. And it's only returning five. five grand. But like, you also got to realize that like, I'm looking at this building's paid off. It's already done. Already done. So like, as long as this building's maintained and that five grand, like I don't need that in my pocket that can go back into like improving this building to make it maybe a $600,000 building. So like I'm holding an asset, I have something cool that can build more culture, especially in this small valley. So it has all these different things. And I think that's more recently, that's how I've been looking at business projects is 
do I want to do it? Do, like, do I love it? And then also, is there like a fun side of exp- building something for people that they enjoy? And I think that's why I like the Airbnb so much is because we're like building an experience. For yeah. Them. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that like, I know when I was coming to Montana, that's what I wanted. So like we're giving them that. And I think that it's the same thing with like a small private gym. Like I love to give a hundred people that experience. We have the dopest equipment. We do have the dopest we have equipment. The dopest equipment. What's your favorite piece of equipment that we have here? Here? Uh, I have to say two. Sorry. I, I said one. You I can't know, make up your own rules for, for question legs, and answer. One is for upper body. So Okay, I'll do that. So uh, our vertical leg press by Arsenal Strength. Yep. And then the the extreme row by Prime. Mm. Extreme row. It's extreme. Mm. What's yours? You're not going to like what mine is. Okay. Currently, my favorite piece of equipment. The hurdles. The hurdles. Okay. Well, that that would be. <laughs> Which yes. is how how weird is that to hear me say that my favorite piece of equipment I right actually, now we have is the hurdles. If I could change my decision, it would be hurdles. No, you can't. You're already locked. Oh, uh, I was going for the, like the bodybuilder equipment. Mm. Those are, and then my other favorite would be hurdles right. and the boxes. You, the, so you the can't foam pick two boxes. You have to pick one. I have so many. <laughs> So, I don't know. I feel like we need like an overview, like an overview? Like a like a checklist. Or like a Like a heavy D checklist? Yeah, heavy D checklist. Like everything we talked about, like an Oh, you want a recap? Oh, like a recap. Oh, that's the word. Right, go ahead and recap. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> you just said you thought we needed to recap. I need help. <laughs> what do you mean you need help? All right. All right, go for it. You recap. I want to hear you recap. Recap. Start small. Yeah, you look really cute in the little hat uh, combo they with the jacket see and everything. What I look like. So right she's now. wearing like a jean jacket because she's totally eighties. Very. And then she's wearing like a hoodie and then a hat over it. Like she's uh. Well, a hat with the hoodie over the hat. She looks like a dude from Philly. I dress like a dude. But like a cute me. girl version of a dude from Philly. Yeah, because I'm gangster. Anyway, cool. Go ahead. Anyway, step start, one. Start small. Oh, you tell me what to do. You, like, as if I'm starting a gym right now. Hey, Dana, how do I start a gym? How do you start a gym? Yeah. Start small. How small? You could start in your garage if you wanted to. Oh, oh never even thought of that. Well, now you did. Uh, get your friends. Okay. <laughs> to come in this uh, small. Don't laugh at me. You, you know I have friends. Oh, God. Get five acquaintances that uh-huh. you pay to come. Wait, I'm now paying my friends to come? <laughs> pay them to Holy come. shit, so I'm already losing money All in my right, business venture. That doesn't work. So get some of your friends yeah. involved. Start small. You don't need the best equipment. You don't need to save up a lot of money. Look on Craigslist for your equipment first. Um, what else? Build culture, mm-hmm. which starts with your, your boys and your gals. Get a cool group together. Take videos, mm-hmm. post them online, start mm-hmm. a YouTube channel, name start your ins- gym. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram. Yeah, name your gym. Name your gym. Print a couple the, t-shirts. Yeah, print some t-shirts so that when you're training, you're all wearing your gym's t-shirt, uh, which builds culture. Next. Yeah. Uh, where do we go from there? Yeah, all the money that you usually make for the startup is like you got to re-put that back into yeah, your Yeah, do gym. it on the side. 
Yeah, this oh, is you know just what else your is, side hustle. You know what else is a really good uh, gym to use an, as an example? No. Uh, the Lift Factory. Ooh. So the Lift Factory, we let me there. tell you a story about that. We were just there. So Lift Factory's in Vegas, right? We were, I think, the first people there. Yeah. Right? Not the first people there, but we were like, I think we were the first celebrities there. Yeah. Yeah. So the Lift Factory, pretty much what it is, is it's three dudes, which this is another way to do it. It's three dudes. They're all fire. Are they all firemen? I think so. I think they're all firemen. If you guys aren't Could all firemen, wrong, I'm sorry. But... Thank but you for your service. They all had a little extra money and they wanted a gym. And they really just wanted to build like a they wanted to build what they wanted, you know? Which conveniently is a hardcore culture, like a cool culture gym. So they all went in together and they built what they call the lift factory. And they came up with a cool little concept being like, oh, you're factory workers and stuff like that. They made it 24 hours. Small. No locker rooms. The locker room is sort of a locker room, but it just really has good lighting. Yes. Um, they allowed you to write on the walls. They painted everything black. They got a bunch of used equipment. They, like, were in the depths of the depths of everywhere, like old hotels, getting equipment, everything. They scrounged everything together, and they put it together. And then what, what, what really, I think, helped them pop off was in Vegas around Olympia, there wasn't that many options. And a bunch of people, like the reason we went there is because we were being sort of price gouged by somewhere else. And I was like, hey man, like, why are you tripling your prices for us? Like, and the Lift Factory hit us up and they were like, hey man, like, if you guys want to stop by here, plus they had you painted on the wall. Yeah, that helps. If you that paint helps. me, if you paint, you paint me on Dana the wall, on the wall, I'll so they, probably show up. They had if you I'm painted nearby. on the wall. They had Jay, Jay Phil, Kai. Dallas McCarver. Dallas McCarver. And now the, they, well, they started got adding yeah, like they added powerlifting. They, they said they were going to add me. Uh, on the singer wall. No, they, 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 were, they didn't say that. You have to wear. They told me told I had to wear underwear. No, you couldn't have a shirt on. Which is fine. But yeah. like the whole, they told me I had my underwear. Yeah. But the, so they did it a lot like us. They built, they, they pretty much, they built small. It was a very small gym. Yeah. They scrounged together equipment between three of them so that with their powers combined, and then they build a dope, dope culture, which is why we show up there mm -hmm. because they're, they're rad dudes and I like them a lot. And they're like, they're doing it for the right reason. That's culture. And then we started showing up there. And of course, Jay starts showing up there. Sean Roden, Cedric, and all of a sudden, dude, literally like, they're the gym. If that you you're go to. one of the top bodybuilders in the world and you go to Vegas, you go to Lift Factory. Yeah. And, like, they literally built it the same exact way we just described. Like, I'd love to know how much money they, they had in there. Yeah. Like, it can't be that much. Because looking at all their equipment, like, you could probably scrounge that all together for maybe if you got really good deals, the dumbbells and plates are expensive. So, like, maybe $20,000 tops. Mm -hmm. I'd say twenty grand tops because they don't even have mats under everything. Mm -mm. So like they really just made it work. So I'd say I'd say once again, guys, if my numbers are wrong, they probably could have started that between three of them with twenty grand, which like that's credit cards. Yeah. And then as they got that money, they added nice bars. They'd save up for that that deadlift bar. They saved up for the uh, the arsenal incline press. Yep. You know the the vertical leg press. Like just, a lot of those pieces just like Just like you see them dude every 3 months another piece shows up when and people love it. You make enough money. They just you made put enough money back and they just into the gym. Exactly. They opened up that other room. And like once again, I don't know if they're pulling a profit now. Don't know, 
but that's also I don't not. Think, I remember them like they're not. That's not what they're looking their, to do. Yeah, they're not, they're not worried about the money. And I understand when people are looking to open gyms. Obviously, you do need to make some money. But if they were looking to like, so right now in the position that I'm in, mm-hmm. I would franchise that gym. Yeah. Like every time I'm there, my thought is, and once again, like I don't have all the money in the world, but I have enough money to franchise a gym if I wanted to, like, or we do together yeah. with our powers combined. I'm going to say that more. But like every time I train there, I think to myself, like, like Warhouse Gym's great. I know we have our own gym brand, but I love that place so much that I always think to myself, like, I would franchise that. Should and I guarantee the lift. Warehouse. No, you can't <laughs> do that. Warehouse Lift Factory. The Warehouse Lift Factory culture. <laughs> cool. With all the gym Just powers com- combined. With all the gym powers combined. So, no, I think that uh, I think that even that, like, you know, even like this place, like, I don't know, w- would they be open to calling this a Lift Factory? Like, And that's how dope it is, you mm-hmm. know, and it's all done for the right reasons. It's done because they love bodybuilding, they appreciate the sport. And they love the members. And when you go there, you can tell. Like, their culture is spot on. Yeah. Fast spot forward on. to, uh, we were just there this past weekend. And they broke through the other side. And they're looking to just keep expanding. So, it's always been a small gym. And I walked in and I completely forgot that they just expanded. So, they have, you step through the other side, which I don't know what was on maybe, the other side. Maybe 800 square feet it was or something like, like that. Yeah, it's another 800 square feet. It's probably a vape shop. I feel like all yeah. there is in Vegas is vape shops, and they're just going out of business. Well, they took over the next door vape shop, and now it's, <laughs> it's the leg day room. Or I and feel like it was a. Uh, I feel like they sold fish tanks or something. I feel like it was just some weird shop that you were like, no one's ever going to go there. Which, and I feel like every single gym that we've kind of talked about started small, yeah, and then they expand to next door, yep. and then they expand to next door. Because you learn your culture and you grow. Yeah, it's such a big risk, especially with the big box gyms is thinking you know the culture mm-hmm. and then and then spending half a million to a million dollars in setting something up and then realizing that it's not quite right. You know what I mean? Every single gym we've ever been, we've been to so many gyms. So many. Remember Mandrills, Mandrills in, uh, in Santa Fe, Santa New Mexico? Fe. <sighs> Couldn't breathe there. That and then I realized gym. they were like seven or 8,000 or like yeah, 6,000, 7,000. But, like, once again, like, you can just tell. It's those gyms that, like, were built with somebody's hands. Bob's Fitness. Oh, my God. Bob's Fitness Center in in Lincoln, Nebraska. Like, I'm just, like, pulling these things out of my head. Another dude that only cares about his gym. Yep. Every money, every dollar I feel like he makes, he just buys more. We should go there. We should go there. Bob, we're coming. Somebody make a note. Yeah, let's go to Bob's. We should just go to Nebraska. Literally, no other reason to go to Nebraska. Shout out to Nebraska, but like Bob's Fitness Center. Yeah. Yeah, that dude only cares about like getting the best equipment. Awesome, dude. And again, probably didn't start the size that it is. But I I remember him talking about like we didn't have this room before, and they just kept taking over rooms and just filling it with like more equipment. Man, I love gyms. So do I. They're so good. Like even talking about them right now. There's a gym sitting 20 feet away from us. Should we go train right now instead of I talking think we about should. it? All right. Well, did, everyone. Did we finish the recap? I don't know. I think yeah, you guys I got mean, the Yeah, I mean, we said it like four <laughs> or five times. Who knows? Start small, Start small culture. culture. And then money money you get, spend it back on the gym. Yeah. No, yeah, I think grows. culture and then also know your identity. Yeah. 
You know, I think that's something that like, if you know your identity and culture, you'll realize how big you can scale it. You know, I think that uh, getting confused in there, and I think that's, ooh, that's the reason why Golds is going out of business right now. Well, like, I'm, I'm, you know, because sucks, because Golds, dude, you know what Golds, Golds always you know like what they the should have latched on to? Yeah. They should have latched on to classic bodybuilding. Exactly. Like, if they, if they stood up and fucking pulled their dick out for classic bodybuilding, um, like a lot like golden aesthetics or all that. And like, that's what everybody wants right now. Everyone, everybody wants Julian Smith. Yeah. Everybody wants to look like that. Everybody wants to have those like nice flowy lines and not be over the top bodybuilders. Yeah. And the problem was gold got fucking scared like little bitches. Well, they're just trying to be planet. And then they just, yeah, they went head to head with planet fitness. And I think they're losing. They're 100% (laughs) losing. And they're losing all the people that, I mean, we went to a golds and we left because I mean, it, well, and I, I think that comes with, rid it comes of with, equipment to put more treadmills in. Yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to manage. Honestly, it's hard. I think it's hard to manage from a corporate level. Gotcha. That big of a scale. You know what I mean? Like, how do you manage that many different gyms? Exactly. You know, I mean, and I think each that area like, is going to be different. Like the same thing. It's like LA fitness came in and like they established themselves. You know exactly what you're going to get when you get yep. to LA fitness. I think the problem with golds is they give independent owners a little too much say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause like you go to an LA fitness, you know exactly what they're going to have. You know, all the colors, the branding is spot on. They know their identity. Gold's gym leaves their identity up to individual up to owners. owners yeah. And I get it, man. The second you start to panic, you're like, well, planet fitness has taken all our shit. We're going to go head to head with Planet Fitness. And next thing you know, like Gold's is doing $9 a month. Mm-hmm. That's not what they should be battling. They should be adding more squat racks. They should be adding fucking hip thrust machines. They like traditional, not the hip thrust machines, traditional, but like add more equipment that people like. Yeah. You know, add power racks, add a CrossFit section, add deadlift platforms, add like nice classic stuff, add better lighting. Like don't put the more money into. Into, into stuff that you can compete with Planet Fitness with. Because you're not going to win, man. No. You're not going to win because they know their model. They know their identity. Anyway, sorry. We were about to go lift. Yep. And now I'm like going hard at Golds. Golds, I love you. And I think it's more... I would just wish you would go back to your That's roots. what it is. It's more of like a frustration because I think you guys are beautiful and amazing. But it just, you know, I just get frustrated, man. Just go back to your roots, Golds. Yeah, go back to where you came from. Bodybuilding. Don't forget who you are, Golds Gym. <laughs> Isn't like Arnold like the I don't know. I don't know. Arnold sort of does everything off and on. Shout out to Arnold. Let's go lift some fucking weights day. Woo!